0: hello all and welcome back to journal podcast this is going to be the beginning of the official total episode two um i'm super excited because weirdly enough um as i've said before this has been just for me um but we do have a couple plays on the podcast which is kind of funny um so, if anyone is actually listening, welcome! I have taken my third round of my college tours, because as you guys know, I'm home for this semester, unfortunately. So I went to JMU this weekend, James Madison University, and I had a really great time with my friends. And. One of my good friends, um, we have something that's really amazing, and I'm sure some other people probably have something similar, but we have been friends since as long as I can remember. Um, I've known her, I think, probably since I was five years old, maybe four, I don't know, something around that. Um, She's one of the most amazing people I know, biggest sweetheart, Um, so much love to give, and never says anything bad about anyone, which is a great way to live your life. Um, And we hung out this weekend, I stayed with her, and the one thing that I was talking about that we have together is the fact that we can go so long without talking, um, or without hanging out, whatever it is, and we will pick up right where we left off. I mean, we can talk forever about life. And something that we were worried about um, in our discussion last night before bed Obviously, the best discussions, late night bedtime discussions. Um, We talked about the fact that, you know, we are now juniors in college. So we have, what, a year and a half, I guess, left of college. For me, I'm not at school right now, not going back to school this semester. So really, I have, I guess, three semesters left of college. And we talked about the future a lot. Um, And it was mostly stress talk and um, kind of like our fears about the future, which is obviously never fun to think about. We talked about, oh my gosh, we only have this amount of time left. We have to figure out, you know, What do we want to do after college? Are we going directly into master's program, if that's what you need? Are we, where do we want to live? Where do we want to work? What exactly do we want to do as our first job out of college? And that's something a lot of people our age um, and a lot of college students in general are thinking about at this point in our lives. And that kind of freaked us out a little bit. And the other thing that we kind of talked about a lot was relationships um, in general so where we're at with relationships i mean I, I i you guys know i don't have a boyfriend i'm not in a long-term relationship and at this point i can't i guess imagine myself finding someone soon that I want to spend the rest of my life with um, or I guess someone that I would want to adjust my life plan for at the moment. I'm 20 years old. I don't need to find my husband right now. I think maybe it's just me or maybe it's just us. Maybe it's a girl thing. Who knows, honestly. But that shouldn't be a stressor that's on our mind all the time. A lot of people probably know the saying, you know, it comes to you when you're not looking or whatever, something similar to that. Um, Love finds you when you stop looking or whatever. Um, And I feel like that's really important in this case. Once you stop once you stop looking for what you want, you'll find it. And I think that's kind of a sign of maybe maybe self-control, maybe self-awareness. I, I feel like it's more self-awareness um, because you realize, yes, I do want to be in a relationship. This is what I want. But you kind of accept that that's not the most important thing in your life. And you put yourself first and you put other priorities first because looking for someone to spend the rest of your life with isn't exactly a priority, especially not right now in our lives. And then the whole, the whole job thing. so something that I told myself last night after our discussion was that at this point in my life again I don't have a husband I don't have a boyfriend I'm not in any sort of relationship whatsoever um and if I were to be in one semi-soon honestly the soonest would probably be like midway through second semester, so probably not for at least six months, um, I still couldn't imagine putting my life on hold for their life, so making those sacrifices, like if I get a job somewhere um, on one side of the country and they get a job somewhere on the other side of the country, I cannot imagine saying, all right, i will decline my job because you got this good job that you need to do and we'll go live together in this place that's not where my life's taking me right now i feel like my main goal as everyone should be is making yourself a priority making your mental health a priority making yourself you're number one you're at the top of the list you need to be happy before you put anyone else first to be happy and that doesn't mean you're in a a one-and-a-half-year relationship and you be selfish I'm not asking anyone to be selfish I'm not saying I need to be selfish but that's saying Like I've said before, loving yourself first and putting yourself first before you're able to put anyone else first. That's something a lot of people need to work on. Definitely something I need to work on. Um, I find that that's kind of how I try to get into relationships, friendship relationships, Romantic relationships all type of relationships. Um, I try to do that by being very selfless, I guess Um, Which is kind of a weird flex, but it's true, honestly Um, But then I neglect myself so for example love you guys. You're not listening. I know you're not, but I'm going to talk about you anyway. So if you end up listening at some point in your lives, um, I love you. So I'm not talking bad about you, which is the truth. Um, my freshman year of college, my neighbors were these two sweet guys. I love them. Um, they were athletes and they were, I mean, we became amazing friends they're great guys hilarious so much fun to be around and for some reason I thought that my way of becoming better friends with them was um, by being so selfless so selfless as to if they were to call me in the middle of the night I was there in two seconds like that that is not how you want to live your life by Putting someone else's needs to the extreme that you are not giving yourself the self care you deserve. I did their laundry, I made their beds, I act like a mother. I am not their mother, I am the same age. They were actually older than me by a couple years, so literally, I mean, these guys could could deal with themselves. Maybe they took advantage of me. Maybe I just made myself way too available. I still love them. We were so really good friends. Um, but I guess I, I set a boundary for myself, which is something that I had to learn to do and I'm still learning to do, um, is putting up that wall. Which kind of brings me to Something that I actually haven't talked about yet. Um, And that's mental health, mental illness. I have a strong passion um, for and the stigma. I love talking about mental health. I think it's something that needs to be discussed more often because it's so stigmatized. People feel as though it's like a taboo subject. We can't talk about it. We can't talk about it. It's a secret. And you know what? That's fine. That's fine for, for those people that do want to keep their mental illness, their, um, their struggles, you know, to themselves. Um, as long as they're okay and they're doing all right, that's fine. That is perfectly fine. But I do think that it's something that needs to be addressed as a whole because there are a lot of people out there that look down on people with mental health issues or um, there's definitely a stigma on seeking help for mental illness and for any struggles that people have. And I think that's something that definitely needs to be addressed as a whole. Um... So I'm just going to tell my story really quick. I hope maybe this encourages people to either A, reach out for help or B, you know, express yourself and I guess come to the realization that a lot of people do struggle with mental illness and that is okay. It's okay to not be okay shout out to whoever made that line because it is my favorite and i have to tell myself that a lot um so whoever's been listening you already know i'm 20 years old i was diagnosed with i guess generalized anxiety at this point my junior year in november and at that point, I had gone through hell. In my life, I'm 20, 20 years old, like I've said. In my life, I have lost so many people. I guess I was, I was probably 16 when I was diagnosed with like, my anxiety disorder. And at that point, I probably been to at least 16 funerals. It's kind of a weird thing that I have. Um, I'm 20 and I've gone to 21 funerals and I've lost 21 people in my life. So it's a little odd. It's not directly correlated to a year and losing someone, but it is weird um, that someone my age has gone through that much tragedy Um, and lost that many people close to them. So it's been a lot. It definitely has been a lot. And that definitely played a factor into my diagnosis. I was stressed with school. I had a lot going on. I was taking a lot of AP classes. I was trying to figure out where I was going to college. I'm a college athlete. I was talking to so many schools, I had a lot of pressure from my family, from my parents. Um, I've always had a little bit of, I guess, body image issues that weren't personal. They were projected by um, family members and that was always a contributing factor as well. So I have gone through it and that's honestly just the beginning that was that was how I got diagnosed. I so I started seeing a therapist and I love her. She was amazing. She was so good for me. She kind of gave me ideas of how to address stuff. For example, the body image projection of how to address that with my family members um, and how to explain how I felt. And she gave me stress reliever activities. um, And honestly, for anyone, you know what, maybe you're stressed for a short period of time, maybe you have an exam, whatever, Whatever it is in your life, it is so nice to be able to talk to somebody. You know, you have a impartial person that will sit there and listen to you talk forever about whatever the heck you want to talk about And then they'll tell you how you you feel, they'll give you tips, they'll give you advice. I mean, I couldn't recommend seeing a therapist to anyone more. Like That is my biggest thing. I think everyone could see a therapist. But that was a super side note. Um, So from there, I didn't tell anyone I was seeing a therapist. I didn't tell anyone I was diagnosed with anxiety disorder. I didn't tell anyone that I started taking Prozac, which is, if anyone doesn't know, um, an SSRI, which is a serotonin reuptake um, medicine. Um, so I felt that I was, I was basically giving myself self-stigma. I was, I was stigmatizing my situation before I even gave anyone the opportunity to, I guess, talk to me about it. For anyone to to stigmatize me, I stigmatized myself. So that was right from the get-go a big mistake in my life because I always felt like I was hiding and kind of giving a secret. from the important people in my life. And then throughout that year, my anxiety honestly got so much worse. I had a falling out with my brother, who's my best friend, um, over some really dumb stuff. Um, Just briefly to say, I guess, summarize really quickly. Um, There was, a girl that was one of my close friends that um, he started seeing, and it was absolute madness. I was uncomfortable with it. She lied to me. It was chaos. It's super irrelevant now, but at that point, I didn't, I didn't know exactly what was happening to me, but I was having panic attacks very regularly. I would slam my door, I would lay on the ground and scream. I was like a four-year-old child throwing a fit, consistently. I didn't know what was going on. I remember my mom standing outside the door like, let me in, what are you doing? What, like, What is going on with you? I had no idea. I couldn't stop crying, my chest was beating so hard I felt like I was gonna burst and it didn't stop and that's um, kind of what led to me realizing that I I do have panic attacks um, and later that year I got diagnosed with obsessive compulsive disorder which has been a rough road for me Picking out the fact that what are my obsessions, when I'm obsessing, um, and then where I go with my compulsions from there. I think a lot of people think of obsessive compulsive disorder as being neat, being clean, Um, and that's not at all, not at all what it is. Um, For some people, yes, cleaning is their compulsion. But for some people, that's not what obsessive compulsive disorder is for them. So it's it could go so many different ways. Um, and for me, it's it's several things. Um, if you don't already know this, anxiety disorders, you know, they don't make sense. You can try to rationalize it. Um, it's, it's the same with a lot of mental disorders obviously depression same thing, um, but you can try to rationalize it But it just it doesn't make sense um, And that's That's why they're called mental illnesses why they're called disorders because a Disorder means there's something wrong um, And it doesn't add up so I could have a completely messy room, but I step in mud and my shoes are dirty. I will freak out. It's, it's really hard for me. Um, another example is maybe I haven't made my bed, but if you put your shoes on my bed, I will fall into a panic attack almost immediately so there are so many things i mean my compulsions have a list that really never end um those little things are not even not even close to it Um, but the obsessions are probably the worst part you can think um Oh, I do that, too. Oh, a lot of people do that, too. But it's the fact that it's a disorder that makes it so it it messes with your life. It interferes with your everyday life. An example I think that stands out a lot to me is I do have a problem with um, with guys. I overthink everything and that's easy to say that's easy for a lot of girls to say oh I overthink everything but it gets to the point where I am sitting in class and I am waiting for someone to walk past a window and considering every single movement I will do and then after they walk past the window I analyze every single second of what I just did and their reaction and how that might like how they might see me because of their reaction and that's that's an everyday thing that's an every second thing and it gets to be a lot another example is um, is, I guess, I'm in class again. I'll use another class example. I am writing my notes, and I run out of ink in my one pen. And I like to take my notes, particularly in color order, rainbow order, and I switch pens um, after each vocab word, after each discussion, whichever it may be, I switch pens after. And I ran out of ink in one pen one time. And it was really hard to go through the process of saying, it's okay, breathe, breathe, you can switch to the next color. That took probably five minutes of me taking deep breaths, and moving on to that next color, which caused me to miss five minutes of notes from my professor. And that's that's on the less extreme end of it interfering with my daily life. I mean, I see a smudge on my whiteboard at school in class. It's to the point I get up and I erase that smudge on my professor's whiteboard while everyone else is sitting in class taking notes unbothered. So that's kind of my story. Um, I've been, I've been on an insane amount of medications trying to figure out what's right for me. I'm still not to that point where I'm settled. Um, a medication right now i'm on a serotonin and dopamine um reuptake inhibitor i don't know how it's going personally i don't think it's going very well um and i will probably switch medication soon that might be too much information but i just wanted everyone to know that It's okay to talk about mental health. It's okay to talk about mental illness. And there are other people struggling. I hope this was semi-informative. Maybe you you enjoyed listening to my mental health story. I have a lot more to talk about about mental health. It's my passion. Um, What I'm pursuing. I'm a psychology major and... I am planning on becoming a therapist in the future. So always open for discussion and um, excited to see where this journey will take me. So thank you for listening to another episode of Journal Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed and I hope to see you next time. Have a great day.